Hello, welcome to another episode of DGM Starter. Uh, today we have a very special guest, McCain Kennedy. He is the owner of the place I work for, so Setfire Creative. Uh, Setfire Creative is a, uh, we're small but growing, but it's a digital marketing agency. We, we do everything from SEO, Facebook ads, Google ads, organic social. So if you have a small business entrepreneur, like I'll leave the link down in the comment, but like for real, I think Setfire Creative provides more value to small businesses than pretty much any agency that focuses on small businesses. So uh, today we're going to dig into the um, story of Setfire Creative, how it got started, but let's get into it. Um, so McCain, how, how are you doing today? Doing great, Dale. Thanks so much for having me, man. And that was a great plug for Setfire Creative. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, it'll get all all five viewers right now. <laughs> <laughs> One day it's going to be a million, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so, um, just like I started Setfire Creative like 10 months ago, and yeah. it's crazy to see how much we've grown in just 10 months. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got there, I think you brought on, I was an intern when I started off. You brought on two interns with me, mm -hmm. and another, um, uh, Abe came on, and he's, he's now the manager uh, for the fulfillment team. And then we like every few months we're bringing on someone new. And so I don't know much of the story of actually how Setfire Creative got started. I've heard a little bit. I know you started it a while, uh, like a few years ago, but then it was it really only been like 2019 that it really started taking off. So, yeah, um, uh, since I don't know the story, I'll let you take the story. So like, what was how yeah. did you start Setfire Creative? What was your mindset there? Yeah, it's funny. Um, some people really want to be entrepreneurs. Some people really want to be business owners and some people just happen to stumble into it. And I kind of think I'm the latter. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's funny how it happened. I mean, I feel like I, I had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I never wanted to get into owning a business unless it was something I felt super passionate about or something like I was really good at. And uh, so Setfire Creative actually really started just because after I got out of college, a lot of people were reaching out to me just asking if I could help with their startup or their small business. And so I just worked off of referrals a lot in the beginning. And, um, you know, I, I, I had a, a professor in college once say that the people who are going to be most successful in their career are the people who don't look at their career as a nine to five job. And they're always thinking, what can I do outside of nine to five? to, you know, um, really hone in my skills, to educate myself, whatever it is. So as soon as I graduated school, man, I was all about like reading books. And anytime anyone reached out and wanted to chat to me about business or how or marketing and how it could help, um, I just wanted to talk to him. Like I totally just took what that professor said to heart. And outside of my nine to five job, I just wanted to work, work, work more, learn more skills um, with marketing and everything. And so it was after maybe doing that for about a year that someone suggested, hey, you should probably start an LLC just to protect yourself. And it was that moment of like, oh, I guess this this little like freelancing gig I've been doing on the side could actually turn into a business. And so I created to, uh, Setfire Creative, the actual LLC in 2016, which is funny because as you mentioned, it took us three years to get to the point where we were actually like, felt like we were a full on business, right? So for a while, Setfire Creative was just um, my side business um, where I just helped out all these like startups and entrepreneurs kind of grow their business through Facebook ads, landing pages, organic social media, um, and some graphic design work. But 
Um, yeah, it's funny that you, you mentioned what you were mentioning because looking at where we are now in 2021 compared to where, you know, we were even 2017, 2018, it's just a night and day difference. And even over the last two years, we've just changed a lot, but that's really the origin story of how set fire crave started and like why I started it. Um, kind of just, it just grew, it just grew from a side gig to, uh, an actual business. So it was kind of cool. I actually think that's awesome because I feel, uh, I feel like a lot of people, they know they want to be an entrepreneur. They don't know what to do. They try something to get started. Uh, and so if they're trying to start something like an agency, like they know marketing and they, they want to be a freelancer and maybe grow, turn that to an agency someday, they just go hard at cold calling or it's like, yeah. it turns into a huge headache there. Uh-huh. Uh, so what, what were some of the things that you were doing? Because it sounds like you were getting referrals and it, you built it more out of networking. So yeah. do you have any advice on, uh, especially like college age kids, younger entrepreneurs who are trying to build that network that can actually turn into something like that someday? What would you suggest? Yeah. So actually when I was going to school, um, especially my last year or two there, when I really got into to marketing more and more, I looked for any opportunity I could to help any of the local businesses um, in our college town. Um, there was a lot of kids on campus who were entrepreneurial and they were trying to start their own business. Um, and I would reach out to them on Instagram because they would like follow me on Instagram and I'd reach out to them and be like, Hey, can I manage your Instagram? And I'll do it for free. And so for the last like year, year and a half of me being in school, I just helped a bunch of companies for free just so I could get the experience and kind of get my name out there. And it's funny because then after I graduated and I got married and then my wife and I moved out here to Utah, um, I just had a lot of those connections from school reaching back out and asking me, Hey, like I just started this job or, Hey, I'm trying to start this company. I know you did this and this. And so my advice to college age students is find opportunities, even outside of internships and be willing to work, even if it's not for pay, but just for experience and just to learn, grow get your name out there, build your network. All of that stuff is so valuable that it's just, um, you know, I think too often as a college age student, it's like, Hey, if I'm going to work, I'm going to work for money. I'm going to do a paid internship. But man, if you can find any like side hustles that you can do for free, I mean, no one's going to turn you down. If you say, Hey, can I manage your social media for free? No one's going to turn you down. If you say, Hey, can I do some graphic design stuff for you? Or can I do this or this? Um, so I would just say hustle, 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 hustle. Um, you'll build your network. And the next thing you know, you know, there's a bunch of people who've heard that you've done this stuff and they're going to start reaching out to you. Um, at least that's how it, how it happened in my case. So that would be my advice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I've, I've heard a lot of people say never work for free. It's not worth it. You'll get the wrong mm-hmm. kind of clients, but I like that approach that you took, especially since like you were really focusing on more local, uh, you probably knew a lot of the people already and, uh-huh. and that, that makes it so that you're not like it's not like you're getting awful clients. You're getting clients that you know you can work with and it's free. So you get that free experience. It's not, it's not like you're, you're saying, okay, I'll do it for free for a month and then you better pay me after that. It's right. You have pure intentions. You just want to help them out because you love business and marketing that much. Yeah. And I mean, honestly too, I, there is another professor at school that just used to say, you know, she would always say the best thing for you as a college student is there's three or the, the t- top three things that you need as a college student 
who's about to go into the real world is experience, experience, and experience. And she would hammer that in so hard. She wasn't saying, you need to have worked at an internship that paid you real well. You need to have, you know, done this or this or this. She was just like, gain experience, gain experience, gain experience. And so, especially if it's something that you're passionate about, like when I was in college, I never thought working with those companies, it never felt like a chore to me. It was always so fun. Um, And I just had such a blast doing it. And it would just, it kind of got me in this mindset of like, man, to think when I like, go do this internship or when I go and I graduate and I get my first real career job, people are actually going to pay me to do this. Oh my gosh. Like people are going to pay me to have fun. And so I don't know. I think with that mentality, cause you're right. I hear that all the time that people say like, Hey, know your worth. Don't ever take a job for free or anything like that. I tend to disagree a little bit and say, man, if it's going to help you with your networking, if it's going to help you build up your resume, if it's going to help you hone your skills and, and gain experience, Heck yeah, man. That's, that's worth it. That's, that's the reward you're getting for doing the job is the experience and, and sharpening your skills and building your network. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. And that I, I was going to bring up. So another part from your story that kind of stood out to me and this, what you said kind of segues into it. So right now I'm reading a book called start with why. Yep. And I think um, I'll probably plug this book for, uh, everywhere I can for the next few months because I think it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of truth to it. Uh-huh. And part of what he says is, he says, like, profit is never your why. And he's right. like, that's always an outcome. And so yep. pro- yeah, profit is not always, like, the reason you do something, but sometimes you do something to get experience, and that's also mm-hmm. an outcome. And so as long as the outcome that you're getting is valuable, it's worth it. But also... Yeah like with your process of what you went through i like the idea that i feel like a lot of people are in it for the wrong reasons you're in it Mm -hmm. for the love of it and you legitimately just wanted to help um help small businesses out and you wanted you were also getting something out of it as well and thanks man yeah and i've noticed that that's carried on now into setfire creative so i think that's another point that people can learn from your story starting out is like like find the right why like are you doing this because you you want to become the best or are you doing this because you think helping small businesses is awesome right yeah yeah i i'm glad you bring that up man um so i actually i wrote a linkedin post the other day that talked about three myths i hear about owning your own business mm-hmm. and one of those myths is hey you're going to make so much money especially right out of the gate oh, hey if you're going to be a business owner you're going to make so much money and there is this great video series. I believe it's from um, this course they did at Stanford and they videoed it. And I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube now, but it's called How to Start a Startup. And one of the things I loved about it is he talks about these exact myths you always hear about owning your, uh, owning your own business, right? Um, and he brings up the idea of, you know, people think, hey, if you own your own business, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to make so much money. Um, but those people tend to forget about um, overhead costs, you know? you have to hire employees, payroll taxes, rent for an office or whatever it is. Right. Um, and so he just, he says something that I, that's always stuck with me is, you know, if you're doing it for the money or if your why is the profit, right. Um, you're going to get really disheartened early on in your entrepreneur career, right. You're going to go, Oh my gosh, I thought I was going to have so much money. And this is the whole reason I'm starting a business and the money's not coming. I give up. But if your why is something different and that's what you're holding on to, 
um, you're going to be able to make it through those rough times or those times in the beginning where you're just chugging along and maybe, you know, like in Sapphire Craves thing, it's like working a nine to five job and then coming home and working another few hours in the evening, working for eight hours on a Saturday and sometimes maybe even a Sunday, right? Um, if your why doesn't involve profit or money or anything like that, but it's actually either like a passion or exactly like you said about Sapphire Creative, one of my favorite things about working with small businesses is, um, for instance, we had a client who told us in the very first onboarding call, he said, I work as an accountant between nine to five. My goal is to quit my nine to five job and go full time with this side business of mine. And we were like, okay. And so three, four months in, he gave us the call. Hey guys, I, I quit my job today. I'm going full force on this thing. That's awesome. That is like, yeah, that's like the best feeling in the world. So when we can help companies do that and when we can help entrepreneurs do that, you know, or it's even it's um, in marketing agencies, it's always this bittersweet moment when a client calls to cancel and you're like, oh, bummer. What, you know, hey, why are you canceling? And they said, well, you've gotten us so busy that now we have to hire out or now we need to hire an employee to actually come in and work nine to five, right? Like it's awesome to help the entrepreneurs. It's awesome to help the small businesses. It's awesome to help the mid-sized companies just grow their marketing team, grow their business, right? Um, but yeah, like there's other things too that, um, you know, me and, and and my business partners, you know, you know, Lyle very well, you know, for us, part of the passion is being able to employ people. Part of our passion is, you know, we do these, these give backs where we donate some of, or a portion of our profits each month to these different organizations that stuff keeps us driven. That stuff keeps us going. Um, and if all else fails, like we still have that stuff to hold on to. And so that's, that's kind of set fire creatives. Why is all that stuff you now? So. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's an important point that I, I feel like a lot of people overlook what your motivations are and yeah, definitely. You, you can, you can go through the actions, but if your heart's not in it, if you don't have a why that's strong enough, you're going to break before you make it. Totally. Totally, 100%. Um, but I'm kind of curious, like, to continue on with your story. So Setfire Creative is more just like a freelance gig, uh, became an LLC in 2016, mm-hmm. but it was pretty much just you. Yeah. And it was that way for a couple of years. How, how did you transition from, okay, this is just something on the side to, oh, this can be full-time and not only full-time, but I can scale this into a company where we have an office with 20 employees? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And so the thing that you will constantly hear me and my business partner Lyle say is grow responsibly. And I think we were just so patient because, um, you know, I, so I actually met Lyle when I was working at a company called zip local and Lyle was the CFO. Um, I left zip local and I went and worked at, for another agency and I was always, and I want to make it clear too, I was always very open with my employers. Hey, is it okay if I have this thing on the side? Um, I always let them know, but it would be like, you know, I worked for a company called Big Leap and at first I was their graphic designer and then I went on to be their social media manager and then I went on to be a director. And the whole way through, I was always like, hey, you guys are cool that I'm running Facebook ads for people on the side, right? And they would they would give me the go ahead. Um, but it was during that time, so probably like 2017, 2018-ish, that Lyle um, and I got connected and we're like, Hey, let's go into this together. And, and I couldn't turn it down. I think Lyle's great. I loved working with him at zip local. Um, 
he kind of keeps us on the straight and narrow when it comes to finances and when it comes to big business decisions. And once Lyle came on board, it was really like, okay, we can actually really scale this thing. Cause by up to that point, it was almost like, Hey, I'm kind of by myself here. I'm really just working off referrals. People mention me, people come my way. Um, but once Lyle came on board, that really felt like we um, put some gasoline on the, the fire. Right. And so from there, it was a matter of, well, how do we turn this into a full-time business? And so, um, one of the things that really helped us, especially 2019-ish, is we started working on partnerships. We started reaching out to other agencies, our network um, connections, and just saying, hey, how can we help you guys? You know, Maybe there's possibly clients that we get that we're like, hey, we don't want to work with these people, or, or hey, maybe they're too much work for us. Can we send them your way? And so once we had established a few really good partnerships and the leads just started flowing in, it got to a point where my nine to five job just became too much. It was, it was almost like I was rushing through work or my work at work. Um, so I could get off and go work on set fire creative the rest of the night. Right. Um, and it got to a point where it just felt like my mindset was just so focused on set fire creative that, um, it finally just made sense. And, and it, you know, it got to a point where I was just so busy. And, uh, so we actually, by the time I went full-time at set fire creative had already hired a few people to come help out. Um, and so it's kind of weird. Like I wasn't even the first employee of Setfire Creative or first full-time employee of Setfire Creative. We had gotten some other people first and, um, yeah, but once I went full-time on it, it just picked up from there, you know, all my time and energy could be focused on it. And, um, yeah, it just, that kind of took it to the next level. And so that's how we got from, you know, kind of like mid 2019 to where we are today. Um, we've just grown a lot more in the last year and a half than we grew in those first three years of being a company. So it was a very, very responsible growth. We were very, very patient along the way, right? Um, it's kind of almost funny to talk to companies that um, have bigger teams than us or, you know, or, or work with more clients than us. And I'll ask them like, how long you guys been around? And they're like, oh yeah. So our company was established in 2018. And it's just because they went all in on it. Right. And for me, it was just, I'm going to go kind of the slow path. I'm going to work my nine to five. Like, Hey, I've got a wife. We got, you know, rent to pay. We got all the stuff. So I'm going to make sure I got my nine to five locked up tight and do all this other stuff on the side. Um, and so, yes, it was like a very, very kind of slow growth, but it's gotten to a, gotten us to where we are today. Yeah. The, that pretty much answered my next question that I wanted to ask you was like, was it, I was going to ask, like, was it stressful, like making that jump from, okay, I have to quit my nine to five, but it sounds like it wasn't at all. It was just the natural step. It was a long time coming. It was a long time coming. And I actually had, um, so I actually went and worked for a company um, and I worked for him for about six months. And it was the, it was actually the hardest decision to leave one job and go to this new company because in, you know, in my mind, it was like, why am I going to a different job? Why am I going to a new company when I've got set fire creative on the side and it's growing and I need to go focus on that. And I went to this new company and about three months in, I knew I'm not going to be here much longer. Like I just knew it. Um, and I talked to, I remember the owners were super cool. And one of them even told me about, you know, when he was starting up that business, he was at another job working a nine to five and his employer, his boss came to him and was like, Hey man, you got this cool business on the side. You should go do that. Right. And so I had a very similar conversation with one of these owners when I left where it was like, Hey, we know you've got this thing on the side, go do that. Right. 
Um, and so it was really cool because they gave me that push of like, Hey, you should go do this. You need a, you've got this business. You're busy with that. You go do it. And, um, I don't know, man, it was, uh, it was a good experience, but, um, yeah, man, I just, it just gets to the point where you're so busy where you're like, okay, I can't split up my energy in multiple places. Right. I got to focus my energy in just one place. And so that's what happened after a good amount of time. Yeah. That those were probably like, I, I was, I'm guessing it was around a year that you were, it was, you were wondering like, okay, is there enough work for me to move away? And that, yeah. that, that kind of shows that like, this is the, it's the responsible way to grow. Right. But that responsible, you have to be patient and it's probably a whole lot more work than the, the unresponsible where you just scale immediately. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, I mean, something that makes it a little bit easier, right, is we hired a couple of employees, but we also had some freelancers that were working for us. I mean, it got so busy for me to just do all the fulfillment myself. So I think the first inkling I had of, oh, man, I'm going to have to like jump ship here pretty soon and go full time on Set Fire Creative was when we started hiring freelancers to come in and help us out. Um, and I love working with freelancers, but at the same time, they don't have the same passion for your business. So it's like, pretty painful to, to hand certain things over that you were working on to like a freelancer. Um, and so pretty shortly after like hiring a few freelancers, it was like, okay, do we keep paying them X amount of money each month to do this so I can keep my nine to five job? Or do I just stop working with the freelancers and go full time? And, and there's my new salary. Right. And so that was the point we finally got to where we were working with enough freelancers that it was like, okay, you know, it's probably time to use that budget elsewhere, use that budget for, for my own salary or to be able to take care of myself. Right. And so that's when uh, it made it a lot easier to make that decision. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, one thing that I'm thinking that I've been thinking about, like, cause I feel like most people when they're starting a business, they, they know they want to start one. And you said at the beginning, you kind of just stumbled into it and it happened. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you were in that really beginning stage startup phase for several years. And mm -hmm. I think even though you you didn't in like you probably weren't thinking that for the whole time, you're probably just thinking, oh, I'm doing this because it's marketing. I feel like that those years of experience up until now where it's like now Setfire Creative is working to exit that startup phase and kind of be more mm -hmm. of an established company here in the next couple of years. But uh, what advice would you have for people who uh, they're actively trying to build something, but maybe they they don't know what route they want to take, whether they want to like be a freelancer, turn into an agency or yeah. figure out how to sell something online? What route would you recommend people take? Yeah, it's it's interesting. So kind of going back to that that online course or that video course that I mentioned before, how to start a startup. One thing I really liked that they talk about is the whole idea of, you know, there's the two different entrepreneurs. They're, the first type is the guy who will sit in a room with a whiteboard and goes, I'm going to come up with a million dollar idea right now. And I'm going to, you know, map it all out and everything and do my business plan. And they just sit there and they stew on it for hours. I'm like, what is the million dollar idea? What do I need to do? Entrepreneur two is the type of person who kind of just goes along their merry way. And all of a sudden they see a need that needs to be filled and they go, oh, why don't I fill it? And then they fill it, right? And in this course, they say like, hey, you should be like the second entrepreneur. Like it should never be a thing where you just sit there like, 
I want to start a business. How do I do it? What should I do? What should be my business? It should actually be something that you go, what would be useful to me? What is a need that needs to be filled and no one's filled it yet? Yeah. Or is there a need that has been filled, but it's being filled poorly, right? Um, and it's just, that's where like, I feel like the passion comes from because it's kind of going back to our earlier conversation. If you're, if you're entrepreneur one, you're kind of more focused on like, you just want to create a business because you just, you either want money or you want to be a business owner, you want to build a business. But if you're the second type of entrepreneur who's like, no, I need to like fill a need that people have, um, you're going to be a lot more driven and it's probably going to be a more profitable business in the end too, right? That profit's going to come later. And so kind of my advice when I talk to, you know, college age students and people who are younger, I mean, I'm obviously like an example of the patience game. And there's people who probably totally disagree with me and say like, no, hey, don't even go to college. Like you should be 18 and coming up with your first business, right? I'm the opposite where I'm like, take your time. You know, it doesn't have to be a lightning bolt idea or anything like that, but just take your time and just gain experience working nine to five jobs get some mentors, build your network, take your time. Like you're, you know, especially when you're a college age kid, I think there's this mentality of like, oh my gosh, life is so short. I need to do something meaningful right away. But life is pretty long. You know, you've got time. Like you, you can wait a couple of years to like really create something that's amazing. Um, and so that's my advice generally, but I, you, you brought up like the, the freelance route, which was, you know, the route that I took. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Cause I think there's a lot of people that have the skill set and they say, well, Hey, outside of my nine to five, let me actually like, um, help some other businesses. Not only am I getting a little bit more revenue, but I, or revenue, but I get to, um, sharpen my skills a little bit and I get to build my network more. Um, but it can potentially turn into a business if they want it to, if they get so busy or if not, then they just drop it and it's not a big deal. It's way easier to go from being a freelancer and then not being a freelancer than owning a business and then not owning a business, right? So the freelancer route, I think is always like a good route. Start with a freelance as a freelancer. Once you get too busy, boom, you know, you're hiring people and you're actually starting a business. Um, as far as like, you know, the whole product side of things and selling your product and whatnot. Um, yeah, I guess my advice would be, um, I forget who it says they it's an acronym for fear, which is fail early and responsibly. And so they do say like, Hey, if you want to be an entrepreneur and if you have an idea and you know, it's not your million dollar life changing world changing idea. Hey, like try your small idea, build a, an Etsy store, or build a Shopify site, get accustomed to working on those sites. Um, go through the process of working with manufacturers, gain that experience. Even if you don't think this is going to be your big, you know, business that's going to explode, just gain the experience by doing it on the side. It might cost you a little bit, um, but you know, it's a small investment, but really the reward's huge. You get to learn a lot from it. So um, that's probably, yeah, my, my biggest advice to, to any young entrepreneurs who are looking to start a business. Yeah, I think that's, that's actually like really meaningful and insightful. And it, it connects with a lot of what you were talking about at the beginning, where you you had that professor who said the three most important things to be successful are experience, 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 right? Yep. And so even just if if you go out and just have a job, even though you know in the back of your head you want to start a business someday, get yep. that experience, whether it's whether you want to be a freelancer and get experience that way or just have a job, 
ask people if you can do it for them for free. Mm-hmm. And then along the way, if you have that in the back of your mind where, okay, I need to find an area that is like that. There's a pain point that is not being fulfilled. And right. then if, because I, so I was watching a, an interview right before we, we started recording and the whole idea of that interview was you create your own reality. And so mm-hmm. if, if you have that mindset of, okay, there's needs out there, I just need to find them, then yeah. you'll find them. It's not like they, they exist. Like they're always there. It's just, you need to keep your eyes open for those things. Yeah. I feel like the biggest indicator of someone who is an entrepreneur versus someone who isn't is the entrepreneur is always the person who goes like on a daily basis, almost is always thinking like, man, wouldn't it be cool if there was a company who did this? And then they'll like do a Google search, like, wait, does this company exist? And sometimes you find it and you're like, oh, bummer, you know, or you're like, oh, it doesn't exist. Shoot. Adding that to my list of like ideas, right? Like that's like the Mm -hmm. entrepreneur mindset is constantly looking for those needs to be filled. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, you've probably seen it um, at Sapphire Creative, Dale, as you've worked there that we have a lot of really entrepreneurial people on our team. And I think it's awesome. And my advice for anyone on our team is like, take the time at Setfire Creative. You know, if you're not going to be with us for your entire career, that's totally understandable. That's totally fine. What I hope our employees are getting out of their experience at Setfire Creative is I hope they're finding mentors and their managers. Um, I hope they're finding more people for their network. Um, I hope they're finding um, or gaining a lot of, you know, experience and skills as we've been talking about, right? Um, And honestly, like any nine to five job I've worked at, since I left college and even like the place I interned at while I was at school, I wanted to know the inner workings of the company. Like how do things work? And I wanted to, and I would just ask my managers all the time, like, so why is the company doing this? Or why, you know, I was really, I just wanted to be as curious as possible to learn. And so anyone who's working at a nine to five job, but they're super, you know, they, they consider themselves an entrepreneur and they're kind of sitting there thinking like, oh man, am I just wasting my time here? Like, oh my gosh, my life's just passing me by. I need to, I need to quit my job tomorrow and go, go be an entrepreneur and start my own business. I would say to those people, like, hey, it's a matter of perspective. It's how you look at it. Um, because you can either go to a nine to five job, do your work and leave and go, man, I hate my job. Or you can go to your job every day and try to gain as much knowledge as possible and talk to your manager, talk to the owners and ask them why do you guys do this? Hey, do you do that? You know, and that's something I would like kind of almost bug some of my past employers with is asking them like pretty personal questions like, Hey, so do you guys have a, uh, emergency fund as a business in case like the economy, uh, goes down the toilet again, you know, and all this different stuff. Like I always was just so curious and I was trying to gain information so then I could can't, or I could take it to set fire creative and apply it here. So, um, Yeah, I would tell people, be like a sponge when you're at work. Just absorb everything. Learn everything. There's always an opportunity to learn. It's just a matter of perspective and actually keeping your eyes and ears open to those opportunities. I love that mindset uh, that you're just talking about. I feel like some some entrepreneurs talk about like, oh, like I don't want to get caught in the rat race. Nine to fives are the worst. Uh You need to like like escape. Um, But I think if you have that positive mindset where wherever you are, like take everything positive out, out of where you are right now and then totally. when you when you feel like you've you've reached your max potential where you are move on to another place where you can learn more and yes I, i've been noticing like even even if you're in even if your job sucks wherever you work like if you have the mindset of look for the positive mm-hmm. you will at least be able to enjoy it and it will be a good experience for you 
And yeah. so I've, I, I've noticed that. I think it's something that I've been trying to work on better just every in every aspect of life. And it's something that if you, if you keep a top of mind, then um, you're going to go further in whatever your goals are. So yeah, I, that's, that's another thing I love about entrepreneurship is even if you don't start a business, you walk away from life more fulfilled than most people. If you keep that mindset. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that was awesome. It's, it was cool to hear the story of set fire creative. Cause I know I've heard bits and pieces while working, working there, but I've, I've not heard it from like beginning to end as we had it here. Uh, but I think this has been uh, super insightful. I've learned a lot. I'm sure whoever sees it, uh, once I post this, will will be able to walk away with a few things that they can apply to their lives. And that's that's the goal here is to help each other out. So, McCain, thanks thanks for joining me. This has been awesome, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me on, Dale. This has been awesome. I hope you enjoyed the episode with McCain Kennedy. If you found it insightful, please hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. DGM Starter is a channel that we're dedicated to providing content, both interviews and tutorials to help entrepreneurs go through those struggle, struggling startup stages, both from trying to decide if the startup is even worth starting by validating the business and helping it grow and, and get through the struggling times that a small business goes through when they're in the startup stage. So if you're interested in that kind of content, please hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. We want to keep putting out content like this. So stay tuned and we'll have some good stuff coming. Thanks for tuning in.